guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is pato <laughs> it's actually kind of early usually we, we have a little pre-game talk beforehand I, I didn't get to talk to you at all how was your weekend uh it was okay um what was what was this weekend, this weekend i know crazy <laughs> yeah um <laughs> no well the uh i mean my it's it's been a very uh it's been a you always get to pimp your creative stuff uh i'm gonna talk about myself for a minute here Please. um yeah it's been a it's been a really crazy couple of weeks um this the whole month of november i was doing nano remo so uh i finished that up as of monday today was my first day without that but um i was shooting uh second unit stuff for this movie coming out called the people's joker that's being written directed by vera drew she's a um editor for like the tim and eric show and a bunch of a bunch of stuff on adult swim and basically what she's doing is taking footage from all the different batman movies and um re-editing it and using like kind of deep fake technology and crafting together uh along with stuff that she's shooting herself like on green screen and um shooting her own like take on the joker story and kind of re like reusing all that material and transforming it into like this trans she's trans um this like trans allegory about the joker and the harlequin and all this stuff and it's uh it's a very interesting project and it's also like super fucking illegal <laughs> which is would have been you know because obviously she doesn't have the rights to any yeah, of this shit that's from true. warner brothers but like for some you know it you can just do stuff and sometimes it doesn't really matter like i don't know do you do you remember um escape from tomorrowland uh no okay so this was a movie something about disney it wasn't it wasn't it filmed on iphone well no i mean commercial equipment but i don't think it was just iphones but basically yeah they they snuck into uh disney world and shot this whole fucking movie and you know shot it on the on the rides and the theme parks and the hotel i haven't watched it but i've heard of it it's interesting it's really interesting and um you know they kind of kept it a secret when it premiered at Cannes, and they didn't publicize what it was it was just it was a secret screening and you showed up and then you saw this movie and um disney couldn't really do anything to them for because there's nothing saying that you can't like videotape yourself at a theme park you know um so they were you know it probably pissed a lot of people off but they they kind of got away with it and i guess the 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 copyright laws are somewhat the same thing because because the way the footage is being repurposed and re-edited that somehow it's not copyright infringement or something okay so so this project is like already moving forward she did a kickstarter and and so it's okay for you to talk about it oh yeah okay. yeah i mean because i'm just i'm just doing like a very small part um originally i was gonna it kind of what i was gonna do um changed a little bit originally i had written some material for it that we were gonna use and then uh she was originally going for an r rating and the stuff that i wrote was very r rated and then uh ended up kind of decided to want to go pg-13 so i just kind of had to shoot some um shoots like i basically it's b-roll so there's there's a character in the um dc universe called the creeper yeah and uh he's like a talk show host and the first time that the joker sees a trans person portrayed on tv it's like on jerry springer 
when like some disgruntled trans person runs out into the you know comes out on springer and like gives everyone the finger and shit so um what we did today was we filmed the stuff that's going to be on tv oh okay, okay okay you know what i mean so it's a very small portion of it it took about four hours um but that's what i it was cool to do it um you know because i haven't done movie stuff since probably this summer we did a short film for the 48 hour film project um so it was nice to spend a month writing uh you know working on short stories and stuff and then back into it then boom immediately switch gears and then film all day today (laughs) and uh on top of working both my jobs (laughs) so because i have i never talk about it and i i for good reason but i have a side business that i run to that has nothing to do with creativity stuff it's just it's engineering shit that i do inside and um so it's just been like very it's good in a lot of ways because it requires a lot of me so i've been very busy but at the same time like it's also like there's like there's very much highs and lows we're like you know exhausting to always be moving that's for sure well, I'm, you know what? That doesn't. It's not the physical tiredness that gets to me. It's the emotional roller coaster. It's the, you know, having like all this stuff going on, and then the second that it like you're done with it, like you just crash, and you're like, "What do I do now? Like, what am I? Am I supposed to sit on the couch and watch I the know. fucking Simpsons?" I relate like, to I, that, like, but that's also why I never finish anything either. Like, I'll I'll kind of burn out on things and be like, "Okay, well, let me go ahead and switch gears and do this." And so, I mean, I I don't know. I have like a opposite weird problem but kind of similar (laughs) yeah i mean i i always need to be doing stuff i always need to be doing stuff and i usually and i'm lucky enough to where i'm always doing stuff like we do this every tuesday you know um but yeah so going back to the nanorimu thing the reason i wanted to talk about that is because you know we you talk a lot about synchronicity and that and you know basically i spent the the project that i did this year is um an anthology of short stories called songs about fucking and each chapter uh related to a different song and is a different short story about people fucking more or less there's some liberties are taken there sure um but uh it's (laughs) spending the pants a lot of this stuff is rooted in my past it's it's anecdotal right some of it isn't some of it's like straight up creative writing um but some of it's also kind of like taken from episodes of my life. So like the past month I've been spent like totally like looking in the rearview mirror about my life and listening to music and just like trying to remember what it was like when I took a girl out to lunch junior year in high school and stuff. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and like been very three- personal for you yeah well yeah i mean all it is all that stuff is yeah, you know true. i i don't get how people sit there and write like tom clancy shit <laughs> you know what i mean like that that's bizarre to me like stuff you've never ever experienced yeah well yeah i was talking actually i was speaking with a uh I, I had a date with a with a writer this weekend and he was talking about um this book that he's been working on and how um anyway his char- his main character in the book is like really into motorcycles and he's like and I don't know anything about motorcycles. So I just spent like the last six months just researching motorcycles. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess that's what they do. Then they take up a, an interest. And I mean, then he's able to portray it through his character because his character starts off not knowing anything about motorcycles and goes through the, the learning process also and, and things like that. So, but I guess it's still a shared experience. So what made him pick motorcycles in the first place? I would ask. I guess I'm, I'm not really sure. He was kind of explaining the, uh, 
the plot to it and it's well i think he just ended up get, i think the character ended up getting a hobby because he had a his little brother died or something like like in okay. a car accident or something so he just to preoccupy his time with motorcycles but why would he choose motorcycles i have no idea the guy's really into music you'd think he'd choose music but no yeah. <laughs> he chose motorcycles i'm not sure i don't write i don't write like that so i don't <laughs> i can't I, I don't know much about it <laughs> yeah my stuff like i you know i've been lucky enough to have like a bunch of weird different jobs and um met a lot of weird different people yeah so it's easy for me to talk about somebody that works at a gaming store and it's easy for me to talk about somebody that goes to community college for automotive repair and it's easy for me to talk about someone that has a you know white collar job working in public relations and it's easy for me to talk about a girl from iowa that moved to chicago after graduation you know what i mean like i can i can do that but it's because i met those people and i've been those people and i've fucked those people so that i I know they're i know all their stories you know what i mean so i guess there's different ways to go about it but like you know the way that i've always kind of created it's always been like i make mixtapes out of life and like you you go and you experience stuff and then you take a bit from here and you take a bit from there and then you take creative liberties like some of the shit i did there's i mean there's there's one story that like takes place in the future you know what i mean um no but granted though the whole point of that story um is that like even in the future kids make out in wood paneled basements to aerosmith and fuck on couches you know even though it's set in the year 27 and like there's still i i i wrote like weird future speak oh people, you know what i mean read, so the word words aren't relevant anymore but aerosmith is cool of course no but like they have like this total like i don't know if you've ever seen a clockwork orange yes but like you know how they like talk about droogies and like yeah. oh you know it's shit like that where they have just this like bizarre fucking like weird language that they speak in um like so that was like once again like i'm don't know what the future is going to be like but i can imagine i know all about screwing in midwestern basements while listening to aerosmith <laughs> i think that's a universal thing that a lot of people identify with so. <laughs> well that's true you know <laughs> no matter what year you're from as long as it's uh and know. the juxtaposition between that and the future hopefully gets a laugh from the reader uh that is that is the intended result so that's fair, that's fair. so yeah i think a lot of this stuff is going to pop up you know so my wife's of course is like well, when do i get to read it I'm like fucking never but um i'm sure some of it's going to pop up in uh my medium um here and there there's different different chapters or like you know because you you do anything that's a first draft like oh my god some of it's fucking god awful like a third of it's like terrible um but some of it's good and 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 the cool thing about making each chapter its own deal is that some of it is uh some of it's like very ready to go some of it's very good and some of it's needs a little bit more work so the stuff that's like kind of good um which also is and mind you it's all smut too for the most part you know so that's kind of interesting too and i've noticed that on on medium there's a high uh you know um market for that a lot of people like to go into medium to read smut because i guess they don't know where literatica is or whatever but uh <laughs> so i might <laughs> i might throw some stuff up there i mean let's face it no matter where it's at smut makes money yeah <laughs> right i mean my the my medium blog now like i it earns me like an egg mcmuffin a month you know yeah. which is kind of cool yeah. and readers so like you know maybe this will get me the fucking the coke and the hash brown well, you know it it's hard I, you know, I know that because you know sometimes i'll you know post something about the 
you know, the happenings of us, you know, UFO disclosure. And then I'll post a picture of, of just in my bra. And so it's like, and you think <laughs> like, you would think that like me just being in my bra would get, would get would, like garnering more followers, but sometimes I'll lose them because they're just not there for that kind of content. So it does happen. Wow. It does happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's well, I mean, surprising it's, to me too, but it does happen. <laughs> You know, I don't know. There's no making everybody happy. <laughs> well, um, right, exactly. I'm just like, this is, I'll just put everything out there and, you know, you can, you can stay for the parts that you want or, or leave if the parts that bother you bother you that much. But, you know, I'm just, I'm me. So that's what I market is me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I just I, happen to have big titties and I like aliens, you know? <laughs> I'm lucky that, well, I also have big titties and like aliens, but uh, I, I don't. <laughs> Have you ever taken a picture in your bra pad? I mean, it might sell. (laughs) (laughs) You might be surprised. (laughs) God, I had, I have a story that I could, I could, uh, I'll just, we got to do, we got to do that. uh, The two episodes we keep threatening to do are are children and fucking, not (laughs) two completely separate topics. You got to be careful uh, the way you say that. I know. (laughs) Well, yeah. You want to talk about something weird, like writing these stories, like some of them take place in high school. And it's, I was almost wondering, like, can you really go into graphic detail? Now, granted, like, you know, I kind of got started when I was in sophomore year or whatever. And most people, I think, kind of get started around that time. Yeah. But, I mean, how graphically can you describe Where's stuff? The line for- there? before your before your senior year i mean let's just put yeah. it like that i understand you know what that I mean? because i i've made a couple of jokes on here um like on this show and just i mean in real life somebody would be like oh blah 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 and i'm like oh that was my name in high school and i'm like oh that sounds really bad doesn't it <laughs> you can't <laughs> you know you can't just make sexual jokes about being in high school but you but know. i feel like that's such a shared experience though that it like is. most people had yeah. so i don't know where like the outrage police get off like getting you know up in arms about that because it's not like isn't that i mean i guess the people that get upset are the people that didn't have that kind of high school experience you know to where they they're like what how could you 15 year olds aren't blowing each other you're probably right about that i'm always shocked when i hear like somebody's like oh i didn't lose my virginity until you know 20 something and i'm like what (laughs) what was wrong with you in high school oh my god i have (laughs) once again i'm gonna have to bite my tongue on that because (laughs) yeah it's i guess different strokes what are you gonna do what are you gonna do I was like, wow, you must have got, so what'd you get on the ACT? That's what I was going to ask him. (laughs) You must have done really fucking good. (laughs) I I really didn't. I don't even know if I qualified as going to high school, technically. I was never there. Um, You know, I I flunked out. I I graduated eventually. I got my GD eventually, but but I did flunk out. I didn't flunk out. I just never went back. (laughs) Just left one day and never returned. And you know, so, I, you know, I was too busy doing the drugs and having the sex. So I, I had, I went to an all boy high school. So, um, yeah, it, I went, but that's cause like, that's where my friends were. Like I, I think it's because I, though. I didn't, it was, well, I didn't know any better. I didn't realize yeah. how much it fucked me up until I got older <laughs> and I, and I had to be around women and I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> like I remember being like, like 18 years old and like sitting in a class with girls and being like oh my god like <laughs> what, what the do? fuck do I I didn't know what to do and well, I mean I, I knew <laughs> yeah and it's not that I was like 
it's not that I didn't know how to talk to women, but it's like, I knew how to like hit on girls at the mall and I knew how to like take girls to high school dances and I knew how to like bang them. But like, I didn't know how to just like be in an English class with them. You know what I mean? And like sit next to them and not be like predatory. That's a lot of, you know, uh, Hey, I'm impressed with a lot of uh, toxic masculinity and work through there for real. I did. It took me. It wasn't until I had a daughter that I fucking. I was like, okay, I need to reevaluate how I'm doing this. Fine. (laughs) That's good. I'm. I'm proud of you. I am. Thank you. Um. But anyway, you know. uh going forward i was saying um on the topic of of titties and aliens um so i did i finally went to the air force museum here at yes the <laughs> and uh it was uh you know it, it was an experience that's for sure um it, it looked like you had fun you looked happy it was it was fun um well you know i got to go with ann i love ann um you know that's that's always a good time my kid was there her kid was there the kids were happy um especially you know we both have uh we both have have only child so our children were were happy to see other kids you know right. <laughs> it's nice yeah. for them uh, but no we had fun um i, I enjoyed it more than i thought I, you know because i'm not really into aviation and, and whatnot it's not it's never been very interesting to me but but you know, it turns out when you're when you're in a hangar with all these giant planes, it's a lot more interesting than you thought. Um, so it was cool. There was a lot of stuff we couldn't do because of the, you know, the the Rona and stuff. But um, it's big. It's a big ass place. And we were there for like three hours and still didn't get to see everything. It got to a point to where we had like so much time left. And Anne's like, if we want to go to the space area, we got to like book it and go now. And so we did, we booked it and went all the way back to the space area. There's like a, there's like a big room, like a big circle room. And it's just all rockets and rockets are huge. Um, and that was cool. And then they have a whole space shuttle that you can like go into and like walk through. Um, and then they had the, um, the Avrocar, the, <laughs> the UFO. <laughs> and you know that sure was an experience now the interesting thing about the the avro car is that it it it's not made for space exploration it's it wasn't it, that's not what it was designed to do right um, can you explain that real quick because i know what you're talking about but yeah I'm so the unheard. yeah the avro car is basically like the uh, it's like humans version of a flying saucer it's a disc it's a disc shaped yep. plane basically it looks like the the jetsons car it does yes you're right it does because it's got like the dome that like you stick yeah in. I mean, that you would sit in like a personal like jetsons like you know like two or three people could sit in it and yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty cool um and then it's i mean it's basically like when you think of a ufo that's what you think of is that thing <laughs> right kind of, yeah you know that's that's the that's what it looks like and um they i think they did it they were working on it more so in like the 1950s and then i think by 61 the it was scrapped and i I don't really it's just because it just didn't it's not that it didn't work it flew um you know there's footage of it flying and you can see it i don't think it ever really got far off the ground uh actually but um but you can see it and uh it's interesting it's an interesting thing but what, what was really interesting about it is that the way that the museum is set up is it goes by time periods okay and typically um how it goes with the time periods is um war through war the different wars and so you've got like the beginning of aviation which is like the wright brothers and all that because that's it's located at wright field um you know that's what it's named after it's named after the wright brothers 
And so, um, <clears throat> you know, you've got all that and then you go into World War One, and then two and, you know, and through through time and, and history. Um, and, but then you've got this entire section of uh, of space and the Avrocar has nothing to do with space, but that's where it's at. <laughs> okay. So, you know why they put it there? It was it was bizarre. It's like, you know, why would you put this here? And then uh, you know, so that that was interesting. Um and then we go to the which, you know, if you want to see it, go to my go to my twit my Twitter or my Instagram at it's Ashers and look at it there. But most of you probably already have. Anyway, um then you go to the gift shop, okay, and the gift shop <laughs> the gift shop sells all kinds of alien shit, all kinds of UFO shit. Like they're not afraid of like hiding this at all at this point. It, it's really weird. Now I understand making money off of it, but they have like whole ass t-shirts of like alien invasions that say National Air Force Museum on it. On it. <laughs> it's like what? Now is this like a government? Like how does this? How does how do do you know like how this is structured? Because it's at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Is it is it affiliated with the U.S. Air Force yeah. or is it like civilian run? So is it like some historical society? Uh, well, okay. So no, it, I believe it is run by the Air Force. Uh, by by the Air Force. Um, and it's uh, hold on, let me pull this up here because I I did I did a good job and I did a little bit of research on it. So you can volunteer to work there um or or i think they do hire some staff on and you don't have to be any you don't have to have clearance to work there it is technically and i did not i didn't know this because i've never been <laughs> so the part that i always drive by and i'm like oh that's the air force base oh that's it um come to find out it's not even the air force base it's the whole thing <laughs> is the museum and it's fucking massive and it has to be because it's it's got planes and shit in it I did not realize that it wasn't actually physically attached to the Air Force Base. It's not. Now, they're all technically the same property because the Air Force, the Air Force owns all of it, all of the area that it's in. But the actual museum is like way, way detached. I mean, pretty much in the next town over from where the Air Force Base actually is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you said it's all spread out. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's, it's basically like it, it runs over the course of like th of like three different cities. The actual area does, and then so the Air Force Museum is in one, and then they've got like like base housing and like civilian stuff in another area, and then they have like the actual Air Force base in a totally different section. And I, like I said, I had no idea. I thought this whole time that it was the same thing. So I. I <laughs> Even though I, we went that day, um, you know, the kids were hungry, so we left and, and had dinner and stuff. We didn't get a chance to really drive around. Um, so I need to go back and I guess go scout out the actual, you know, base itself and, you know, see how far I can get into it. Not far, I can tell you that, but, <laughs> you know, you can get a little bit far. Um, but I also saw, I, I saw a job posting posted somewhere. I don't remember where. It was like on like a local Facebook group or something. And uh, it was for, you know, something basic, some front desk clerk, basic ass job at, at the base. However, you need a special type of clearance to even apply for the job. You don't qualify if you don't have that clearance. Oh. so i don't know what it's for exactly um and then uh and 
Anne? Yes, Anne's aunt. I believe it was Anne that was telling me this. Her aunt uh, works for the Air Force Base. And she uh, works on their computers and shit. And she says that, you know, whenever they have like an issue with the computers, they will bring the computers to her home and she will work on them at home and then drop them back off. But she's not allowed to go there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so- Which is crazy because obviously they have civilian positions. Like they, they have places where civilians answer the phones and can be secretaries. Why can't they have... Uh, a room where you can come work on computers you know what i mean like why does it have to be in her house oh, gotta be like that and then well and then on top yeah. of that that's like all she will mention about her job she will not say anything else won't answer anything whenever you try yeah. to ask her anything she's like nope <laughs> so <laughs> you know who knows what the fuck's on those computers i'm not sure it's, it's so it, strange see it's whenever whenever people like kind of discount that these larger scale conspiracies could be happening they always say like people can't keep their mouth shut you know what i mean like you expect five people to keep a secret that's fucking insane that would never happen and i'm like yeah people like me and you can't keep a secret but like there's people out there that like like aunt's aunt that can very well keep their fucking mouth shut right you know and if you if you can fill the room with those type of people you know what I mean? Then yes, you very well could have thirty people standing around faking the moon land- landing, and everybody keeps their fucking mouth shut. Well, Not that I don't think the moon landing was real. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> you know, well, just like well, just like in uh, last week's episode when Red was saying about the people that they need at the Church of the Subgenus are people that can cut the paper just because they can cut the paper. Those are the type of people that they hire at at places like that for regular not civilian work but easy stuff like computer work or answering phones or you know people that are just simple they you know and they they aren't going to you know obviously if you're if you're working for a government agency i'm sure they're not nice people and they probably threaten you quite a bit and (laughs) you know i i if it's at the risk of like your your own life or your families or whatever i'm sure you're not going to be you know then running your mouth there's a lot of people that wouldn't you know that that wouldn't get mixed up in it anyway and so or they just blindly follow whatever they're told they could they could see a whole ass alien and they're like oh well that you know well they probably wouldn't even question it but if they did they're like was that an alien and they're like no that was so and so's you know child it's bring your kid to work day and they're like oh (laughs) you know it's happened so often just because your brain can't comprehend what you're seeing when you see that kind of stuff a lot of the time and right. so, I mean, it, you know what, as crazy as that sounds, because you'd think you'd remember it. Well, I, I even shared it today on, on, on the Twitter page talking about, um, you know, how this is kind of a, a these are kind of fringe beliefs and, you know, fringe experiences. And do people do more people than we think have these experiences? Yes, they do. They just don't understand that they have them because it's traumatic. It can be very traumatic to learn that things that you thought were real are not and things that you didn't think were real are. And it's just so, yeah, you can absolutely not even know that that happened and have it happen to you it's crazy yeah you know so but it was it was fun i mean nonetheless it was a very fun interesting experience um i didn't talk to anybody i because i was a little nerd i mean it sounds crazy but you know when, when you're public about about the stuff that you talk about um and if you really do believe that there's a bunch of uh hidden stuff going around and you really do believe that the government watches for these types of people and then no, I'm not going to walk into the fucking Air Force base and be like, hey, I'm going to talk to you about aliens and shit. Because <laughs> if I'm not already on the radar, I don't want to put myself on the radar. 
It sounds like they're putting themselves on the radar just to sell fucking t-shirts. You they know? definitely are. Yeah, we bought a um, I bought a face mask with an alien on it. I got my daughter a a blow up alien doll, um, not a sex alien doll, just a blow up one. Uh, but it probably oh, could be okay. well, sex if if you wanted to. Um, but <laughs> yeah, anything's you know, but, but they have all kinds of stuff, and I was just like, wow, yeah. you know, and and it's crazy because there was no exhibits of of aliens or anything like that. There was nothing like that, and then you get all of a sudden to the gift shop. Like, if you had no idea, if you were just a fucking, a regular Joe walking in there, into the museum, you wouldn't know that, that they had anything to do with aliens or UFOs, and you just walk to the museum. Even seeing the fucking Avrocar, you'd be like, oh, that's cool, that was a weird product that we tried to make. And then you walk to the fucking museum, and then all there's all this alien shit everywhere. Like, there's no reason to put it out there. They didn't, <laughs> it was the Maybe- I don't know. Maybe they've realized that that's not who goes to Air Force museums anymore, or just like <laughs> like random old people that don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Maybe they've be. maybe they've looked at like the people that walk through the fucking door and said, "You know what? We should sell these people." You know, blow up alien dolls. It could be. <laughs> can't, keep on, can't keep on the shelf. <laughs> Face masks. Yeah, it was it was wild, and everybody's buying the shit. It's like, well, I mean, or it's just their way of being like, look, if we make a joke out of this, then obviously it can't be true, right? People believe that it's not true. So. I'm almost inclined to believe that because you know, and I, I normally don't. I'm very leery to believe in disinformation campaigns because right. it seems like just too like, oh yeah, well they're they're purposely being wrong. But when you think about it, like look they don't need the fucking money from these t-shirt sales no like it's not like this is some mom and pop stand right in roswell new mexico that needs to tries to make money because there's no industry in that area and this is the united states fucking air force right right like they got they got they don't need to sell you t-shirts to buy their next fucking batch of bombs right, right? <laughs> exactly. so so the fact that they're 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 manufact they're they're designing and manufacturing a product that teases alien invasions and then selling them on an air force base like in a government-run facility like that is right (laughs) i mean i think yes and i I think that i don't necessarily think it's a smoking gun that proves anything one way or the other but i think at the very least we can agree that it's weird it's weird you know it's strange and so you know it was just it was just a very interesting experience and like i said i i definitely want to go back and um that would be an interesting meeting to read the transcripts from when they made that decision you know what i mean that that conversation (laughs) i would i would love to hear what that conversation was like even wasn't i mean who right like hey let's sell aliens you know i mean the gift shop like listen we have we have have an air force museum on our air force base pop culture says that they brought the downed and not even really pop culture like almost fringe conspiracy like wright patterson is like it's not like everyone kind of knows what area 51 and roswell is right but wright pat's a little bit underneath that right and the fact that they said okay we're gonna we're gonna we got so many people coming here for this like we're gonna make t-shirts and sell these t-shirts to these clowns because really what what are they making like an extra 20 maybe fifty thousand. i don't know how much they make from these t-shirts but like And in, 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 in the grand scheme of Air Force budgets, it's probably not that much to where, like, they don't need the money. And they don't you know what I mean? have, like, like, they'll have, like, little, because the gift shop's not big or anything, but they'll have, like, little sections where, like, little tiny sections where it'll be like, oh, get your, here's your blow-up alien, here's your, you know, get your alien stuff. Um, right. And, and then they sell books, like, legit books. There's, like, kids' books about different alien sightings. 
<laughs> and <laughs> I should have taken video of all this. I don't know why. I really, yeah, I really oh. almost want to go online now and see if there's some kind of online component to their gift shop and see what they have. Let's see if you can because, it, yeah. Because that, yeah. that to me is like, that's really interesting. The fact that they would have books about Bridgewater. alien sightings and, and, and they're, like, towards... they're like kids book they're kid they're um you know factual information but they're kid but the towards kids and then that's like gotta a, be a fucking psyop there's like a Not... book about uh area 51 i mean there's and it's like why why is this here because it's that's got to be a psyop i mean seriously think about it like that's got to be part of like the disclosure like let's do let's do this just and slowly let's just kind see. of bring it out make it normal because again there was no like exhibit if there was like an exhibit at the museum that was all about aliens and shit okay fine then i'd be like all right that's that's they're probably giving you too much information but there's nothing nothing throughout the entire museum and, and like i said sure there was some parts i missed but st- but for the most part we saw everything and there was nothing there about it especially you think it'd be in the space area no there's nothing about any of it and then you walk into the gift shop and there's books of about area 51 and, and alien encounters and it's like what for kids <laughs> you know so it's like now <clears throat> is it about now here here's here's where i always make a very important distinction were the books about just sightings of craft or were there books about uh uh meeting the occupants well, the one I'm pretty sure was about like con- contactees and people with significant sign. Like, there's probably a Betty and, and uh, Barney Hill in there, you know. Um, that one, that other guy, I can't remember his fucking name. He's Travis really- Walton. Yes, uh, you know they're probably in there. Um, you know, I didn't. I did, it was closing, so I really didn't get a chance to. I almost bought them. I was, I was, I was kind of blown away by that. I was like, one of the, and that's the first thing you see when you walk into the gift shop. It's right there. It's this little stand with like alien toys and plushies and you know moon rocks and shit and then and like fucking books <laughs> and then like throughout the whole store like you know they'll have like you can buy oh you can buy these model airplanes but like you know also here's a you know build your own ufo kit and <laughs> see that always you know there there's people that that are that hold the opinion that the whole entire alien phenomenon is nothing but a false flag that's that's like a false flag story that's been kind of cultivated over the over the years right okay and that the the roswell crash was like russian aircraft or or nazi aircraft and we didn't want to admit that there was a more advanced culture than us or that maybe they thought it was a ufo at first because we didn't know what the fuck it was and the people inside were so badly burned from radiation or from whatever or the russians were using like pygmy midgets or some shit to fucking fly these things that when they when they recovered the bodies they were all fucked up they thought that they were terrestrial right exactly and then over the years these like craft that you're seeing the reason that they they look like you know you look at like crafts from like the the ufo pictures from like the 50s and 60s they look like stealth bombers and a lot of people like yeah because we developed stealth bombers because of those ufos that were you know because of a technology exchange it's like okay or it was experimental aircraft from us or from another country and that now we've kind of released that this is what stealth bombers look like right you know what i mean so if, and if you start to look at that like the lights in the skies and like this giant triangle craft and all shit like that like that is all just byproducts of a terrestrial space program maybe even a secret space program right and that that's all this stuff has ever been and all the alien shit's all bullshit right there are no okay 
creatures from other planets especially when we talk about this all the time on the show especially now that the science doesn't even match up anymore yeah right yeah so that i mean when you think about it for them to be for right pat to be selling books about barney and betty hill or the fucking travis walton one which is a negative experience you know what i mean like that's not something that you want to there's nothing about the travis walton experience fire in the sky for those of you that are like oh that's something fucking think about fire in the sky why would you why would you sit there and show that to your kid yeah and be, be like aliens are real well, I, you know, and i'm not saying that that was in there i'm just saying that i know i know i know okay. but <laughs> it just it just seems to me like that to me almost perpetuates the idea that this whole entire alien thing has always been bullshit and it's always been a smokescreen. Yeah. Because when people, when, when Reagan got up in the 1980s, I'm sure you've heard about this, got up at the UN and he gave that speech about how, if an alien threat ever came to our world, it was in the height of the cold war and Reagan gets up and Gorbachev's there and all these people and it's the UN. And he makes this speech about how, if, if, if we ever faced a threat, from an alien like from an alien source that we would put all of our petty squabbles aside and we would unite to fight a common enemy right and it was very weird that reagan said that and people kind of point to that as him making a stab at disclosure but some people also point to that and say that it's it's exhibit a as to why this whole ufo thing in the first place might be a false flag because it might be a way to for the globalists to get everybody to kind of join arms together against this imaginary threat. Like if you can imagine Watchmen, right? I mean, that, it's a fucking perfect example. You familiar with the Watchmen comic book? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, movie? Know, the giant squid alien comes down and fucking blows up New York. Yeah. And, and they think that then everyone supposedly the cold war ends and everyone kind of, it, it causes world peace for a short period of time because everyone's united against these fucking squid monsters, you know? Um, so yeah i and honestly like that's when you tell me about that shit at the at the gift shop that's the only connection i can make in my head is that i think that's even further evidence of this whole thing being all bullshit because if there was even a remote chance that this shit was real that's so fucking irresponsible and you look at like why you have to look at like what narrative are you pushing like this is your like under the radar explanation unless it's people just trying to make a fucking buck but even then it's like why would you do that like you don't need the money well so right so i mean like like i said when i see stuff like that for me it, it automatically goes to it's it's just soft disclosure and you know they've been hiding this for so long for you know almost 100 years at least now and i you know i think they're they're tired of hiding it i think the more that we advance as a people they understand that we could take the news a little bit easier i think it would make more sense to have everybody know it but they don't want to come out with a big press conference and be like look aliens are real there's no like disclosure day i just think that they're slowly peppering it in i think that makes sense to me yeah i think it's 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 a band-aid that they're not ready to pull off or or it's a card that they're not really sure if they want to play so if it's real then you look at it as a band-aid coming off right like this is the secret that we have to have to have not be a secret anymore but if you look at it as like it's part of the globalist agenda then when do you play that card yeah that's true when do you when do you that's like that's like one of your final moves because you do that 
but you'd have to have proof of it like you'd have to back it up with something like you could have just come out and say aliens are real like there's been all these sightings and stuff people would want to see one people would want one on on the news or they'd want like something that you'd have to show people something that was concrete but there's too many people on the internet that would look at that and be like that's fucking bullshit yeah because there's people that debunk videos all the time now you know what i mean so what what proof are you gonna that's the thing about disclosure that if they go if they were to do that what is their exhibit a gonna be there, well, there's, are they gonna there's walk no... an alien out on fucking cnn no <laughs> oh, maybe people, people would well, fucking jump off roofs there's no reason to there's no so the thing is is that a lot of people would freak out because it would collapse religion completely i think exactly yeah. and uh too many people would freak out and then there, there's no reason there's no i mean the 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 cons definitely outweigh the pros in it they have no reason to let us know that they're here and that they know they're here you know all the way fully and and i think that you know i think that they do i think they get worried because there are a lot a lot of people and it's you know growing that more and more people are believing that there's aliens not just that there's i think most people believe that there's aliens I think that a lot of people believe that that aliens have visited here and then I think also a lot of people are, are starting to believe that our government knows that there's aliens. Not just our government but all, but the whole world. <laughs> you know, the whole world government knows that there's aliens. Um but there's no reason for them to tell us. We we don't get anything from it. They don't get anything from it. Why would they tell us? Why would they just be like, "Oh, hey, by the way." You know, at the risk of, you know, again, like I said collapsing religion. And possibly, I mean, gosh, if you collapse religion, you're possibly going to collapse society as a whole everywhere. And so, you know, it's going to, it's. Well, I think that's something that they're not sure about. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables in this equation. And I think religion's one of them. How much would, we're kind of already a godless society. I mean, come on, let's face it. You know what I mean? Not yet. Like, like, granted, I, I think we're two-thirds of the way there really i mean can anyone express any kind of devout religious belief without being snickered at behind their back you know i mean i I think we're two-thirds of the way there i don't think we're all the way there but i think we're getting there and i think we're over half i like to see the the statistics on it but i think that more and more people are pulling away from religion well to the to to the to the point where if it was disproven or if something came along that challenged it i don't think that it would have the detrimental effect to to the structure of society the way it would have 30 years ago i don't know pat you still got people at the damn creationism museum that just came out less than 10 years ago so <laughs> I don't know. you know yeah. obviously those people exist still you know yeah but but uh, i don't know i think those i think those people just haven't been given very many options you know i don't think those are the throw yourself off the roof type because <laughs> aliens are real you know what i mean i don't know i think uh i i you know there's just there's a part of me that's always like really considered just that this was all bullshit i mean look at the like the the abduction thing man that was like such a big deal in the 80s and early 90s and it's not anymore yeah there's you don't hear anything about those cases and those cases were all over the fucking place you're right in the 80s and 90s and it was it was the predominant narrative of the fucking the the ufo fucking conspiracy right. was like this this was happening and now it's like it doesn't happen it doesn't get talked about and the reason i think is because it's too hard of a narrative to control because now you have to write dialogue for these fucking things right and what are they saying 
Are they still saying they're from Alpha fucking Centauri and here's a star map? But you can't, like I said, can't do that anymore. Fucking I mean, science isn't there. So now, with now, what are the now what are the um now it's all the evidence, right? Now the evidence is just fucking videotapes, right? Of fucking shit shooting around. For the most part, yeah. And this guy, because you don't have to talk to anybody, because no one's there's no there's no information exchange. Well, it's easy. There's, it's something anybody can do at any time. You know, that's my point. It's it's incredibly easy, and it doesn't require any kind of narrative. There's no plot being written. There's no storyline here. You know, and it, that to me feels like, well, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's a reason that the, everything's becoming very fucking dumbed down and it's we're going back to basics we're going back to lights in the skies and fucking flying saucers and shit because that is something that doesn't require a meta narrative you know and i don't know i think we're moving i think we're moving past that i mean i I do like i see what you're saying it is a lot of the evidence and stuff but not really nowadays um people are more following in in the line of um you know these aren't just extraterrestrials they're ultra terrestrials which, which would be kind of a new science which would show that these species have also evolved since we're having more and more experiences with things like that that are instead of just lights in the sky and abductions and if, if abductions was a thing it's possible that whatever was abducting people had a funded program that they ran and it was experimental just like you know when we when we run a trial of of anything here hell the fucking coronavirus vaccine you're not going to work on the coronavirus vaccine forever eventually you're going to stop because you're going to find what you're looking for maybe that's what happened you know we don't we don't know but that is you know what just to just to spend like uh, i know we have to (laughs) i know (laughs) maybe we're talking about the utah fucking monolith movie but uh that is that is something that is such a weird thing to consider especially someone my age that grew up in the in the abduction crazy 80s and 90s is that like no that stuff happened but that was just a phase and whatever they were looking for they got and then they left and they moved on the alien goth phase and it's so crazy to think that like because that would make sense that that really does in a way kind of make sense because nothing lasts forever right right just like we have right and that was it and that and this was something that happened and we were there was there were close encounters of the third kind that existed for a while and there's no need for them anymore right and uh they're still kind of flying around here and there but um you know they're more interested in the environment now or whatever they're collecting and it's no longer or maybe they've gotten stealthier at abducting people to make it so that they're not conscious while they're while it happens so they don't remember yeah you take someone 20 seconds every night for uh a couple years and the next thing you know they're they're building tunnels on mars <laughs> i knew it was coming i was waiting for it <laughs> so the monolith let's talk about the yes. monolith real quick because we'll never talk about the, the subject this is gonna be an action this is gonna be anyway. it's gonna be a this is a, a special guys um so everybody knows about the utah monolith by now this this random thing pops up in the middle of the fucking desert in utah and uh and then it disappeared this week and um but like the same day or maybe the day after it disappeared another one showed up in romania it looks a little bit different um because it looks like it's got some type of i don't know i think it's like meant to represent some type of writing or something on it um but there's pictures you, you can find it and uh there's video um it was a little bit shorter and then it also disappeared <laughs> like yes have you day, i think <laughs> Have you seen the pictures of them removing it? Yes, yes. So I, I, was, I, I saw that right before. Um, actually, which I guess is kind of good that I don't know. This took a little longer, but um, I saw it right before we we got on to record tonight. Someone sent me 
an article about it but yes apparently it's some group of guys that are that say that people are misusing the land or something i don't know i just think they're a bunch of assholes i just well i guess the one guy who says who actually came forward and said that he's the one that took it um he got a fine or something by the people that own that property back in like 2014 i can't remember what the company name is right now that owns the property um but they um they sued him or something because he was trying to like do some stunt or something on the property and they weren't having it and so they they sued him and he ended up having to pay them a bunch of money and he was put on probation so he kind of has a bone to pick with these people and Mm. um so they they, he came they came out he came out with people and there's pictures of him and other guys taking the monolith so <laughs> they're, they're like base jumpers that were like yeah. pissed off that like they can't do their stupid shit right and that like to jump off fucking cliffs and like the utah wildlife people are like don't jump off those cliffs you could die so they took it upon themselves to remove this fucking thing and there's there's video of them so and this is weird though but like there was other photographers there taking pictures yeah. and while they were there these four base jump export fucking goons <laughs> these fucking do bros <laughs> yeah the, these do bros it's so crazy that you guys use that the fucking phrase <laughs> too because that's something i thought that we came up with anyway, <laughs> yeah these these do bros uh showed up and and tore the thing down and then they found out that it was made out of sheet metal and plywood which is like such like yeah oh man yeah but that's it was no, just crazy the way this whole thing like just you know, dissolved into but we still don't know who put it there so well i think that and the the fact that it was obviously of uh made of that shit thing. that you can get at home depot um it was it was obvious i i'm gonna just say it was that art installation dudes thing and uh that's why the other one popped up somewhere else is because they just um decided to do it somewhere else because they the, they but were that too hot. dead yeah i don't know he died way before it popped up so, so someone's it, was, it was it was definitely it's definitely some type of art installation but, yeah you know who i'm still curious I, i'd like to know i'd like to solve the mystery still um but and i'm curious i think another one will pop up um i think it'll happen again and probably a couple of days probably tomorrow it probably already has by the time you guys hear this episode <laughs> but yeah the 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 monolith saga just keeps it just keeps going i mean it's it <laughs> yeah it's taking some interesting turns this will be a good yeah for sure the movie will come out or i don't know it seems like there's enough characters here to for them to make yeah, a, a yeah yeah <laughs> It yeah that's for sure that's for sure i think it'll be I, I think it'll be something but on to the uh fucking base jumpers <laughs> those fucking those damn dude bros and their <laughs> base jumping those base heads that's not the i know right thing. <laughs> i just i just don't like dudes that are in shape period <laughs> fuck them for being healthy I know. <laughs> Can you imagine being so healthy that like you climb rocks with your bare hands. And like, did you ever? Did you ever see that that documentary that was like super popular? No. There's like this people that go mountain climbing. They don't use any kind of ropes. They free climb. Yeah, I mean, I know about those people, but I would never do that. No. <laughs> I'm not stupid. They all die, don't they? I mean, eventually, is that the yeah, eventually they fall off. Just... at the end of the documentary they all just die in the end because eventually they cl- if they haven't yet they will uh 
it's called they climb up the rock I, I when i used to i used to be like super in shape and i used to work out at export i don't know if they have export fitnesses by you uh no it's like a chain of gyms okay and they have they have rock climbing walls and i would sit there and like be lifting weights and watch these fucking assholes climb like halfway up the rock climbing wall and then fall off and they they would have like these like suspension systems on them so they wouldn't like really hit the ground but i just i would like watch them for like 45 minutes three times a week and then you go and you like these guys that like go to yellowstone and try to like climb cliffs and then like fall off and die it's like who didn't see that coming i just yeah. can imagine these guys getting like 700 feet up in the air and be like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> this was my- <laughs> <laughs> i regret this decision <laughs> sucks. it does suck it's very sad i mean it's a very unfortunate you know circumstances but you know at the same time you know the risks that you're taking when you do it so right you know it's, I- it's more so than even just like getting in your car like everybody knows you get in the car you got you know most people die from car accidents you got pretty good chances but you know i think your chances of, of falling off the side of a mountain are probably a lot greater when you don't have equipment <laughs> we uh i i'll never forget this in my last anecdote i know i was i was at a job once and like you're sitting around talking with coworkers at your lunch break and someone brings up what's the worst way to die and i'm like oh geez i don't know you know and somebody goes i wouldn't want to drown and <laughs> And you're like, I'm like, yeah, that sucks. He goes, yeah, because you have time to think about how you fucked up and how you shouldn't have done whatever you did the minute before you got it, like in the wall. (laughs) And that was his, and that was this guy's biggest fear is that he would die feeling like an idiot. Like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have fucking, like, tried to swim in this cave or something, and I'm stuck in this cave now, or, oh, shit. It takes a long fucking time to drown, too. It takes, like, even, like, when your lungs fill with water completely, it still takes, like, ten minutes. Oh, my God. That's a long time. It's crazy. I can do without that. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, everybody's like, you know, what sucks worth, you know, drowning to death or, or, you know, burning to death? And I'm like, you know, I think they both sound pretty awful. (laughs) I would just, you know, what's worse? Uh, They both both suck. (laughs) Right. That's that's not what I'm willing to to choose. Um, I've never done either, so I don't recommend them. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just go in my sleep. Thank you very much. Right. That's fine. That's, you know, that's all right. But anyway, so on to this week's topic, which is fine. Um, I, I don't, you know, I think everybody's going to be kind of surprised with my opinion on this week's topic. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the, and, and this is how I'm going to pronounce it, uh, the, the Wendigo. Okay. Uh, you know, Pat, that's up to you what you're doing. But I've heard, I, I've heard uh, Wendigo, Wendigo, it, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm going with Wendigo. That's what I've always called it. That's what it is. Wendigo. <laughs> Wendigo. <laughs> we have we have those midwestern accents. Wendigo sounds good. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll drink the Kool Aid on that. <laughs> so the Wendigo is. So I was actually asking a a, a native friend of mine um, about her what she you know what she knows about it because it is a indigenous, um, you know legend and uh-huh. um. So anyway, so uh, so I was asking her about what 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 it was, and she gave me all these different stories. So I think the most commonly believed one seems to be that it is a like a forest spirit that eats people. I mean, that's basically the basics of uh-huh. it. Um, some of the sometimes it seems that the forest spirit will take on the shape of the people that they eat to then lure other people in because it's always hungry it's like a bottomless pit 
Um, sometimes it will possess people. Um, the spirit will possess people and then they will turn into cannibals and, and eat people. Um, sometimes it, uh, you know, it's just lurking in the woods. It, you know, there's so many different <laughs> variations of it. Um, what I find interesting is that a lot of the depictions that you see of it are like the skull face monster right. with like the deer horns. Right. Um, but most of the time it doesn't seem to be that. Usually it looks more like a zombie. It's like gray skinned and looks like a person uh kind of stumbling around. It's, right. It's from from what I can tell. So, um and I I actually I, I get this question a lot. A lot of people ask me personally if I believe that the wendigo is is real and uh my answer is no <laughs> uh especially after researching it um i i it, so i think that um it, it was kind of i think the legend was kind of created to explain because where where it's most prominent at and kind of why we're talking about it now here in december um is is in like cold weather areas and i think that the wendigo was made up to explain um how strange people act when they are suffering from hypothermia because you'll go crazy like they they'll they'll take their clothes off and they're incoherent they might try to that's, eat people that's just a day that ends in y over here i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you're describing a, a tuesday <laughs> maybe you're wendigo. about five minutes before i hop on this podcast that's usually <laughs> Just in my house is like eating people. <laughs> no, just naked incoherent. <laughs> Fucking chilly. That's funny. Wearing a wearing a bra. Wearing your bra. Taking pictures in your bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains a lot. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I just I think it was something that was made up to explain those people. Um, I agree yeah um i was having this conversation actually with my mother-in-law earlier tonight and i think that like you have to look at where the myth originated from which is the algonquin tribe in the great lakes region right and what what the climate is like and you have the midwest gets fucking cold in the winter and if you look at the time period when it kind of emerged you know mankind for the longest time was um you know we followed the herds of animals around right and, and it wasn't until we had so we didn't have to deal with cold weather because the animals weren't around in the cold weather we would right. go south or we'd go wherever the herd went and once we were uh, blessed enough to discover agriculture that's when we started to kind of build settlements right. so now you're dealing with season, seasonal starvation issues right yeah. where the, those first couple generations you know there were bad winters you would lose crops you would not have enough um you know there would be they would be damaged because of floods or whatever and you would have starvation you would have cannibalism it's something that for um and 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 when the when the myths of the wendigo first started reaching um kind of i guess civilization quote unquote um i mean that goes back to like the 1600s and when you had the jesuit missionaries coming over here and spending time in the great lakes region quebec you know, mostly Canadian. It's kind of a Canadian thing, but it also yeah. does have ties a little bit further south to where we're at. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot of documentation from the Wendigos because you had the Jesuit missionaries going into these areas right. and encountering encountering these myths about it. And, you know, they would write back home to Europe about these supernatural 
And of course, this stuff gets sensationalized and it's a big deal. And well, they think that the new world that goes crazy and, and they start turning. Well, really, they would start turning gray and start mm-hmm. taking their clothes off and acting insane and eating people. <laughs> then, you know, what are you going to think back 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 then? You know, what are you going to well? And, and cannibalism, I mean, if you look at certain situations, you don't even need to be going crazy from hypothermia. There was a whole entire soccer team that got lost in the Andes in that yeah. plane crash yeah. that had to eat their dead and had to turn to cannibalism. Like, it happens. Isn't there a movie based um, on that? Yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think it um, me up as a kid. I watched it. I was really young. <laughs> it's not that. What, they, they, cut a, they cut open a fucking knee of a dead person and they eat a little they bit. Did. I remember they, little- they make such a big deal out of it, but it wasn't like that crazy and it's bookended by john malkovich in a smoky room telling the story but uh <laughs> I remember them cutting something off of someone and eating it that's all right yeah they cut open like this knee that's like cold and they and they're like here we go and frozen and shit i remember that it's all like yeah it looked like you could cook it first at least um <laughs> yeah. but yeah they eat their dead it's not like they were eating like living people it yeah. was people that were already dead that died in the plane crash so, um, yeah, I mean, cannibalism is such a fucking taboo um, with most modern societies that when you, you know, for them to come over here and, and come across these native cultures that did it out of necessity because of isolation and, and Midwestern winters, um, you know, it's easier to have an explanation. The devil made me do it. Right. It was the Wendigo that did it. And I think that that's where I think that that's where and the more you read about the uh the legend it kind of there is a schism between it as a cryptid and it as like a malevolent spirit of winter you know well yeah uh, yeah um yeah so that is mostly the question is 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 whether or not it's a, it's considered a cryptid and it's like well so you know on the flip side of that um these people very much could have been encountering some type of strange beast in the forest that we didn't know existed maybe still does exist maybe doesn't i mean maybe it you know died off we don't know um but you know it's very possible that they discovered something that was you know terrestrial and and normal and but they wrote it off as being some type of you know god or supernatural being and it wasn't and it was maybe it was violent towards them you know i don't know maybe it ate people because it's an animal and that's what animals do um, right. it could have been you know could have been bigfoot you know there's so many things that it could have been that are living you know it could have been giant deer you know it could have been moose you know it, it could have been because you know especially with the depictions it could have been so much well and then like i said you've got the legends where it appears to be you know kind of well it usually it's like a it's like it's not skinless it's like hairless and gray and strange looking could have been aliens you know Uh (laughs) it could have been so many things that we already kind of know about that you know for it to be its own thing i just think there's so much evidence against it being real and not enough for it to actually be a thing um i watched like a compilation video of like wendigo sightings or wendigo sightings whatever the fuck it's called and uh and uh you know every single one that you saw it didn't look anything like what you would think it looks like it was like people almost kind of like more like skinwalkers i don't know i'm not sure if you're familiar with the idea of what yeah some like. some of the descriptions i read is liking it to a werewolf in some in some respects 
yeah sometimes or sometimes they're just little people and it's like okay <laughs> yeah like the one i'm pretty sure was just like a monkey i think it was just <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was um but it just it wasn't good evidence none of it's been good evidence and so it's like you know i don't want to totally write it off because i this happens to be a lot of people's like favorite you know mythical creature and and you know i understand that but and why do you think that is like who, like how would you i, I guess you... good question um yeah because why is it so popular now i mean what what made it so what has propelled it into pop culture because it like i said it just seems to be i mean it's kind of like the mothman it's just for some reason it's it's taken off <laughs> and and i don't know i'm not sure depictions i guess in movies wasn't it uh wasn't um wasn't there a horror movie about it oh, pet cemetery pet well cemetery, the book yeah, i don't pet I, th I think the remake uh I've, i saw the remake in the theater but i, I don't re remember how much they played into it but i know that in the book itself um it is the spirit that inhabits the 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 area past the pet cemetery where you go to bury the dead and they come back yeah. um and that's kind of the name that um stephen king gives to the malevolent force that kind of governs that area well, and, 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 and really it's kind of a it's kind of sloppy storytelling on his part because he just throws a name that's already been established there's not too many there's nothing in any of the other uh wendigo like like legends and myths that have anything to do with reanimating the dead right or anything like that and there and there's no cannibalism in the pet cemetery book or movies right so it's just kind of a name that he uses because it's like well they're in maine and it's something that inhabits the woods and i guess it kind of fits and he just kind of uses it i haven't written about this yet let me just throw that out there right like just like okay here's some shit that people that sounds vaguely people kind of maybe a little name recognition there but yeah his, his use of it doesn't really kind of hold up to conventional the conventional descriptions of it i 100 don't believe that it's a cryptid i don't think that it's a um that it's some kind of creature that uh exists either singularly or that there's a lost tribe of them or something yeah um right i i think you know if when you start talking about uh i think it, it could more than likely is a way that uh native cultures used to describe behavior yes that certain members of their tribe succumbed to uh in the winter when it was really dark and it was really cold and food was really scarce and you know these tribes that were primarily nomadic for the for for millennia now trying to set up shop places that were inhospitable you know four months out of the year Right. and uh you know the the nights are dark I, we we experience this now i mean i just i fucking dealt with this tonight driving home we're like we're in the time of the year in the midwest where it is really fucking dark and really fucking cold yeah and it's like a bummer to be outside your house yeah. past eight o'clock at night mm -hmm. past six o'clock at night now imagine you're in a fucking teepee and, and on a plane somewhere and the wind's howling and it's freezing out you don't have any food and you're freaking out because you don't know what you're going to do and there's no heat and you don't know if tomorrow is going to be any better than it was today and it's going to be like this for the next three fucking months you know what i mean like That's that is i'll oh, go ahead i'm sorry no i think that i think that like living in these environments before technology really caught up to it took a psychological toll on these people yeah and i think that this story 
and and this myth is a manifestation of that i think so well that, that was one thing that you that you mentioned that was interesting you're like oh you know you're in the tent and and you know the wind's howling outside well the howling is associated directly with with the wind, right you know? and it's like you know if you I, if you guys i don't know if you guys all of you have experienced winter before but <laughs> if you have uh in these cold areas you can easily sit outside on a on a windy winter night and you can listen to it and it sounds like howling i mean it really <laughs> so <laughs> you know that would that would again be a, a primitive explanation for for what they're hearing because they just don't understand that the acoustics have changed because there's no more leaves <laughs> did you ever hear the um hear the story of the russian like oh god the year mountains they they made they've tried to make a couple movies based on it, but they, I don't think the movies ever really got it right. There was these these Russian like scientists, and they were uh, they were climbing up this mountain. You're talking about the uh, Dyatlov Pass. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I do know about that. <laughs> okay, so that's something where people don't know what it is they think it's aliens or they don't they, they don't they don't know when it happened right so, this, so basically yeah <laughs> yes. readers readers digest version for like the the three people that are listening that don't know the story there is this group of uh, russian scientists and they were climbing this mountain and um disappeared were never heard from they went back and they they found their campsite and it was like ripped apart and like the people were found all over the place uh, like naked and shit and like in the weird, you know what i mean positions with weird stuff missing from their bodies uh like right parts that doesn't make as much sense you know <laughs> and and when you look at that case that is a case where it kind of fits almost to like perfectly into the wendigo yeah. mythology yeah. right yeah. but if you also look at it as these people were fucked they got lost on the mountain they ran out of food they suffered from hypothermia. That's why they stripped down naked. They fucking attacked each other. And then animals came and ate their fucking livers or whatever. Right. Like, that makes sense, too. Right. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of that's the way I look at the Wendigo thing was that I think it was it's a it's a great example of a primitive culture. You know, much love for the Native Americans. I ain't talking shit, but like a primitive culture trying to explain like self-destructive behavior right. man's self-destructive nature well, in the face of you know the 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 cold dark winter and that was another thing too i mean that, that was another piece of the legend because again there's so many different you know if all the stories were the same then then I, i'd give them a little bit more evidence but they're not they're so wildly different so another explanation for it is like if you if if you are overcome with greed then you will turn into a wendigo <laughs> and so you know it, it was just another way to you know just again another religious way to control people and kind of make you do the right things you know so that way you didn't have that threat of you know turning into a monster basically and so i don't know i mean it it just doesn't it just doesn't seem very plausible to me um what i do want i want to um give a shout out real quick i said i would i promised i would to uh my friend shannon she's my in real life friend shannon um you guys might know her name shannon gibbs she's got a youtube channel it's called under the veil and uh she's done videos on both the wendigo and the um dead love pass so oh, okay <laughs> yeah so that'll be a good uh that'll be a good source for you guys to go to and she's uh a, a lot less critical than, than we are so <laughs> is that cripple tits 
Yes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. That's her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please follow me back on Twitter. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Shannon. I don't think she listens to the podcast. So. Of course not. I don't give a shit. You know, she's she's a bitch. Um, <laughs> she's got nice boobs, though. I've seen them. They're good. Wow. Um, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Next. You and your bra pictures, Pat. <laughs> But no, she's she she does a more in depth, you know, kind of thing. And I know that she really got into it. Um, she's really been into like history, so she's kind of been into this stuff, you know, a little longer. But um, I know what really kicked off the Wendigo stuff for her was playing uh, the uh, until Dawn. werewolf uh, until dawn. Until dawn is some game on the PS something on the PS4. I think it was a really popular game, and the whole kind of narrative of it is that i don't know there's a there's a windigo and it's responsible for whatever the hell happens in the game i, I haven't played it so i don't i don't know I, okay. I just know because she's she's told me a lot about it so <laughs> and uh it was it was her favorite game for a while but i think it was her favorite because it featured a windigo and it was kind of not really talked about you know really i just looked up a list of uh pop culture references to windigos and there's not a lot so it, it is weird to me that that all of a sudden it's becoming a, a thing and, and then also you know a, a lot of times when you go to research it a lot of the stuff that you'll get is stuff about skinwalkers they kind of go hand in hand and um i don't want to talk about skinwalkers yet but you know eventually we will um but i think it's because both of those things are a good catch-all because the legends are so vastly different that it could explain almost everything almost every you know paranormal phenomenon that happens and and i think that's why it's, it's grown in popularity is because you know people could take a video of just anything and be like i don't know what that was so it's a windigo or it's a skinwalker you know i think right that, right you know it's just it, it becomes a good catch-all explanation for things and so people are just like oh i didn't believe in it until i saw it and it's like but how do you know that's what it was <laughs> You know, it could have been so many other things if you're not versed in all the different creatures. I mean, then how would you know? Mm. Well, just like them. I mean, just just like, you know, the natives with the legends. Again, it definitely could have been something real. I don't think it was, but it could have been um, something that they just had no other explanation for because it's something they had never seen. So, um, and, you know, like I said, maybe it was violent towards them. I, you know, who knows? Who knows what the fuck it was? Could have been a dog man. Oh, jeez. Could have been a, a weather balloon. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but it could have been. It could have been, well, not a weather balloon, but it definitely, I mean, it could have been a dog man. I mean, the descriptions of it also are so different. Like I said, there's no, you know, what what is what does Nessie look like? If I ask you what Nessie looks like, what does it look like? Um, It's like a brontosaurus. Right. It's like, it's a plesiosaur. Right. And it always has been. It hasn't changed, you know. And, well, some people think it it could be something else, but you know the description of it hasn't changed. What does what a fucking uh, Bigfoot look like? <laughs> right. It's a big ape. When you ask what a Wendigo looks like, well, it could be this weird hairless gray person, or it could be this weird scary skull fe- skull face deer. I mean, which one is it? <laughs> what does a skinwalker look like? Well, it can transform into anything it wants to. Okay. <laughs> right well i think what what makes the why the uh wendigo hasn't been like nailed down so much is because it really is a it hasn't been popular popularized like bigfoot has or anything like that and it's very you know it's like the yeti but the yeti is kind of synonymous with bigfoot at this point 
Um, but this is its own, this is like its own kind of creature that's got a, a strong Native American bent. Sure. That, um, you know, is, is cold, cold climate. And there's all, you know, you got to remember, there's people in Texas that don't worry about this thing at all. Right. right? There's people in California that like, there's, there's, there's no kids in California losing sleep about the windows tonight. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It, they don't even worry about it because they don't, it doesn't get cold there. So this is very regional. It's very specific to a certain region of the country, right. certain people. And that prevents it from becoming widespread and there being kind of a pop culture um, consensus of what one looks like, right? Um, because it is kind of left to the fringes. There can be more discourse about, is it like this, is it like that? But like I said, I don't think none of it's real. I think that it's 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 more of a, um, you know, you, I would say if if I had to name it as anything, I would call it a demon in the way that it is a uh, negative aspect of man's nature yeah. that that we have named and that we have labeled, but um, still remains abstract. I don't think that it's necessarily now. Maybe now, maybe if you really want to get woo woo, you can say that negative aspects of our character that are that strong can be made can manifest, and, right? And the, sure, yeah. Yeah, because that's something that we all believe in. <laughs> but um, I think, but that's it. I don't think that there's like a, a tribe of these things. I don't think they're born naturally. They're they're not born of eggs. I don't think they, you know. No, I don't think they're here. Right. If it's anything, I think it would have to be something spiritual. Right. Right. I don't believe in most of that stuff, so I don't think that it exists. Um, you know, so that's but that's me. You know, I don't. I'm not the. I'm not the the judge, jury, and ex- executioner of of weird shit. I wish, but <laughs> I think if people believe in something strong enough, it's very, you know, people people the power of belief is strong. It is, you know, sure. And sure. if if you, enough people concentrate their beliefs in certain directions, that you know maybe reality could bend to man's will. Sure. Um, but and become that's all I got maybe. there maybe yeah sure i mean yeah that's pretty much pretty much how i feel about it i I think it's just a i think it's just an old tale um and i just don't think that there's anything else to it and like we've you know said multiple times it just it's an explanation for the conditions of the time because you know we don't see them now they're not around so you know why aren't they coming out and attacking people especially if they're if they're spiritual beings or, or there's some type of god we're not a threat to them they're stronger than we are so where where did it go if it's here right you know we don't well like you said about the abductions that shit just doesn't happen anymore so why not i did find it interesting that there were a lot of as they started um kind of colonizing these areas more um which is a a white person's way of saying killing all the native americans and stealing their land um (laughs) they uh they started having interesting encounters where uh people would, would kill other people and claim that they did it because they were a wendigo and they really didn't know what to do with it um because they didn't you know they're like well but this thing's not real but it's like but if but if they are you know do we punish this person or (laughs) you know it was kind of an interesting thing for a while they it it took a long time It, it went into the uh hell it even went into the uh the 20th century was how how long it took for them to decide you know if that was considered murder or not so um you know that was interesting i guess that was nice of them to be considerate of the beliefs a little bit so 
here's here's a little here's a quote that i had copied yeah. from uh 1d4chan uh the first known written account of this legendary creature was by paul le june a jesuit missionary serving in quebec in the early 17th century in 1636, Father Paul was sent to dispatch, sent a dispatch to his superiors in Rome, complaining about a local native woman who, in a spiritual trance, warned that an Achen was coming to attack a nearby village. The priest informed his superiors that the Achen was a sort of werewolf, and I guess Achen and Wendigo are the same thing. Yeah, go go hand in hand. Well, so it could be a dog man. <laughs> That's what, sure. <laughs> Sure. it's just dog man i mean that makes sense you know i i don't know i just yeah i'm not buying this one uh i'm not uh buying what this one's selling and uh, yeah i agree you know I'm not but sure. i i think that it's interesting to keep in mind just because it shows uh because we're moving in obviously it's the first week of december we're moving into the the dead of winter right. and uh you know that it's this is a, a time that of struggle for mankind, especially early man. Right. And that we, we, we met this time of year with fear and trepidation and even created monsters to explain, uh, why, why we were so afraid of it. Right. And I think that that's interesting that that deserve that deserves pause and reflection and, and study. <laughs> I agree with that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, my God, thank God for, uh, central heating, you know, <laughs> it's seven elevens. Shit. <laughs> I don't have to eat my neighbor because I can go to 7-Eleven get some fucking delicious Fritos and a Mountain Dew. You don't need to do that anymore, guy. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, we don't have to worry about those things. It is It is nice. I think it's always an interesting topic to talk about, you know, primitive uh, practices and things like that. Like cannibalism to me is very interesting. I I'd like to do a whole episode on it eventually. Um, but, you know. Well, yeah, I think in this case, though, it's it's it would be done on a necessity, but there was still that taboo that you know, you're not supposed to eat your dead. So if you're not supposed to eat your dead, but you're in a situation where you literally have to, or else you die yourself, if it's a matter of survival, mm -hmm. then it's a way to kind of justify why someone might've done it. And it's also a way to demonize someone for doing it. Cause, Oh, you know, they're a Wendigo now. They must be possessed by a beast because they ate the dead. Um, you know, and there, there's a way to, there's there's always been cultural taboos and we go to great lengths to enforce them and you know don't jerk off or you'll get hairy palms or you'll go blind or whatever sure. you know that's just kind of what we do as a people um we were never so. told anything weird like i at least i wasn't as a, as a girl i was always allowed to masturbate nobody ever was like don't do that <laughs> yeah i mean no one ever no one ever like walked in the room and like smacked my hand away i was like don't, yeah. stop doing what you're doing <laughs> i went to great lengths to get caught i don't think it it wasn't until like my junior year of high school where i was talking to my buddies about it and one of my friends was like like your mom knows you jerk off I'm like no she doesn't and they were like she's lived with you for 17 years like <laughs> she knows like when you're in the other room doing something weird and i'm like oh fuck you're probably right she definitely knows she definitely knew yeah. don't talk about that <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about parenting soon <laughs> yeah what are we gonna do that it's coming it's coming okay um but yeah i don't think i really have anything else to say about the about nope. the wendigo yeah we, i think i think uh you know i i believe i believe uh the my, my theory about right pat more than i do the the wendigo so <laughs> yeah personally all right then guys well 
that's what I think. That's my universal answer. Uh, is are Wendigos real? No. Are they cryptids? No. There you go. That's it.